0: good evening welcome to deadly days tales of dark fantasy uh, i'm joe bandle your host um, tonight we'll be doing a story out of der Orkadean garden called the deadly supper now i translate these stories and i do publish them at lulu.com i publish them in, a, in magazine form uh, the Orchidian Garden, which is the world's first illustrated fantasy magazine. I translate those and publish them. I also publish, translate and publish books. Uh, the favorite authors that I have, Hans Heinz Yours, Carl Hans Strobel, are a couple of them. I just did, uh, finished a book by Paul Busson called fire on the glacier excellent book these are some real masters and these stories are pretty good i think anyway you can go to lulu.com or you can go to my spotlight page there which would be lulu l u l u.com/spotlight/anarchist banjo you can uh, go there and search for my name, Joe Bandel, Band Like a Rock and Roll Band, EL. Uh, or you can look up Hand Signs Yours, or Carl Hans Strobel, or De Erko Diengarten, things like that. There's ways of finding uh, some of my stuff. So, anyway, we're we're just going to go ahead and jump into the story because, well, it's a fairly short story and that's what we're going to do. The Deadly Supper by Carl and Joseph Capek. The nine of us... Oops. Let me get the, the, this a little better the nine of us were having supper with prince amahabi in a sudden and destructive impulse of spontaneous boredom it was a dark inspiration of his own making as if there were no other means of cheering himself up, up cheering himself up at his disposal the melancholy prince had gotten it into his head that he would share his misery and that is why the nine of us sat at this gloomy supper gore the organizer of our club, Gwignard, the player in the club, Capel, an adventurer, Bernhard Hydra, a failed restaurant owner, Veems, who you could find under the table, Baron Ralph, the waiter, and myself. And before it was midnight, Gore had cursed, Wignard had sang, Hedra had given a speech, Vames had sat in gloomy silence, and Keppel had fled together with Ralph, and the sad host had stared in despair and dullness across the tabletop, comfortably pleased at the reinforcement of his melancholy mood. All the joys of life are sadness, anxiety, and painful travails, the virgin dreams of love, and her portion is only shame. The heart dreams of happiness and reaps only lust. Happiness. Tell me, what is happiness? Not to be born, said Hedra. To be born dead, joined in Vames. The desperate baron wrung his hands, and I allege that happiness could be near, that happiness could be near, Yet the hands could not seize it, the feet could not reach it, not with the feet that walk everywhere and stumble over everything. Oh Gore, dear friend, prove to me that you are a friend and curse for us. And Gore cursed in five languages in the manner of a bum that lived in two worlds, along with the living expressions of an Italian sailor He tied together the sharp abuse of the Irish and the genuine curses of the Prague dialect and then switched to the expressions of the New Greek and closed with the powerful crudeness of the cowboys from Frisco in which he accompanied his outbreak of speech with the mimed firing of a revolver. "'Philosophy is a touchstone,' exclaimed Hadra thoughtfully, "'and the touchstone is black.' "'Gorgias has said, "'Nothing exists, but that is too optimistic. "'Everything exists, and it is a tragedy. "'Listen, I don't believe in any gods. "'If there were gods, they would not have created the world "'and then abandoned it, their own creation.' "'Oh, yes,' sighed the prince. "'And listen to this,' closed Hadra. "'Man comes into this world in an expulsion of blood, "'and then he lives?' That means he has the gout, colic, and migraines, and in the end he dies of crabs and gallstones. My brain is heavy and black like a splinter of slate. I don't want to spit upon mankind. You have your heaven, I live for my belly, spoke the fat baron Ralph. I have one solid point in my head, and it lifts up my life like a harsh solid rock. My life is nothing other than that of a predator. That is what I have toiled away at for the last forty years for the sake of my belly. Oh, how difficult it has been. Gentlemen, Guignard gave his gloomy opinion, We are born through love, and through love we die, and the woman's bed is our cradle as well as our coffin. Man has one single vulnerable spot, the illusions in his heart. Woman has one single vulnerable spot, her virginity. Once, in order that she was not violated, men both hid and guarded her. Today, to make sure she is not violated, man gets rid of her. I myself go like a mountain man into a steep shaft, and I am frightened at my encounter with the darkness. Woe to the world, spoke the gloomy sepal. If a man wanted to strike out all the flaws in themselves with red, the entire blood of the folk would not be enough. All of humanity is a tragedy and a drama without any resolution to the problem. Silence, answered Vames, grinding his teeth. Aren't we all mortal? Life will solve all of our problems. Vames stood up, and extinguished the light. The blue flame of the burning punch glowed in the darkness and lit his face with the paleness of a corpse. The hour comes, intoned Gore's voice from out of the gloom, and inner human darkness honors the white worm and its silent visit. Man is a locked box and death is Pandora. The curious virgin opens the box and its stench pours out. Man is a king, spoke Hedra. He carries purple in his veins. As soon as I have had enough, I will set myself on a powder keg and fly to the face of God. Ho, ho, red splatters in God's silent face and even bloodier noise in God's home. That's what my death will be. In Massachusetts, said Gore, a farmer died, and the for, the frozen spasm of his death grimace smoothed itself into such an infectious smile that the widow, together with the orphans, danced with laughter around the blessed breadwinner. My uncle, Sepal shared, had a hernia and was afraid of dying. After he had the operation, the doctor came and said, You are spared. You will live. And my uncle died right then and there in the overwhelming joy of having his life returned to him. See, even life nurses a deadly danger within itself. The inventor, Petak in Bremen, invented a suicide machine, a kind of private guillotine with an electric motor. The machine was majestic but when he tried to use it on himself, the apparatus malfunctioned. He shot himself in the heart, but missed, because his heart was in abnormality and was on the right side of his chest. He gave up and decided, during his convalescence, to live longer. He lay in bed and determined to live a life like Tolstoy and Muller, but his house collapsed down on top of him and buried his plants. I know death, spoke Gore darkly. The one paradise is an eccentric departure like the antics of a clown who abandons the crowd. I know strange accountings that are half joke and half horror. One of my friends put an ecracyte pellet in his cigarette. He smoked it and was blown to pieces. The Duchess Lutschoff was crushed by a cat but that was a cat exhibit at an art show in London. My brother Carl shot himself with a bullet on which the name of his girlfriend was engraved and which was later enameled in a special order by the jeweler Joseph Pronick. The philosopher Swalmius put a hole through his heart with a wooden nail. Rolero, but that goes without saying. There are people which through their departure defile the majesty of life and dirty the majesty of death. There is death. I know a death, the silent beams suddenly spoke out, an unbridled, terrible, and unheard of death. I know a death, fearful and puzzling, one that would crush your thoughts and choke your throat. A death that once occurred and that still terrifies me until I can't sleep. Well, asked the waiter tensely. Wait, I'm not well, whispered Beams. Another time, another time. And he looked with evil, unfriendly eyes in front of him and slowly nodded his large, ugly head. And suddenly his head struck heavily against the wood of the table and Vame's body slid down from his chair and under the table. There was a short, frightened tumult, and then the waiter dragged the unconscious body out into the hallway. And after a while, the waiter announced, The gentleman is dead. The prince paled. Burhard Hedra clutched at the corpse of his friend. There were ten of us at the supper that the prince gave out of boredom, Gore, Hedra, Wignard, Vames, Seepal, Amahahabi, Ralph, the waiter, and death, and myself. And shaking our heads, we said among ourselves, Speak with a woman about love, and you call up love. Speak with a man about thirst, and you call it up as well. Speak of death, and it will come. Yet the entire human race speaks of happiness, and it never comes. Too bad about Vames. And too bad, the prince complained, that he wasn't able to finish his anecdote. And there we have the end of that. Kind of a short one, but I hope you liked it. Uh, The Brothers Capek, pretty famous for their stories. So that's kind of a collector's item, first time ever translated into English. Have a good evening.